when you're behind a screen, you know, if I see you, I know you're a realtor, I expect you to be selling houses, but I don't know anything about you personally to where I would be inclined to reach out to you and trust you to be my, you know, real estate resource. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents in our industry hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Today, I get to interview Rebecca Donatelli. You know, something that's really cool is Rebecca was actually on our podcast a few years ago with Pat interviewing her. I'm going to let her tell a little bit about that story and why our timing of us reaching out this time was so fun. But we reached out to Rebecca because she just hit the 30 under 30 for Realtor.com for the year for 2019, which is a huge, huge thing. Uh, so it's kind of a big congratulations. We love to get you know them on there. And so Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> yes, thanks. Thanks for coming back. It, it, that does not happen very often. So people that are our listeners, you know, we have a, a, a few dozen maybe that have come back more than once. But the but you've had a lot of things have happened since then. For, you know, for you to be back, I think before you were, you know, on for all sorts of different reasons. But now you're being nationally recognized and you're you're up in cleveland ohio the i guess right now is the best time of year to live in cleveland right because it's the summertime is beautiful up there and, and wintertime everything turns to ice did i get that right is that generalization accurate it's, it's very accurate yeah um it's it's blazing hot it's been close to 100 here the past like maybe almost two weeks but it's i love the seasons i'm used to the seasons um so i enjoy it even the winter times when it gets freezing cold but uh yeah now it's prime time to be in cleveland so <laughs> yeah you're, you're definitely in a place where you get four seasons Right. The, yeah. uh, in Northern California, where I was at, we never used to see snow. Now I'm in Austin, Texas, and here we won't see snow. Um, but you get random. Yeah, the seasons are definitely off in the places that I've lived. But growing up in Oregon, we saw all four. So maybe a little closer to what you have in Cleveland. What's, okay. <laughs> what's it like with, with like the COVID craziness right now out there? Are people still on quarantine? Do you get to go to restaurants now or the restaurants outside? How's it work? Yeah, I mean, all the patios have been open. I really haven't been to a ton of them, to be honest, A, because I've just been slammed with work. And B, I'm just really trying to still stay, stay pretty safe. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to a couple patios and, and things like that with my friends. I, I live close to the, the Cleveland beach, so yeah. um, I go hang out there quite often. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just still trying to stay safe. And like I said, work is crazy anyway, so there's not a lot of extra time anyway. Um, but people are out and about hanging out. A lot of them are wearing masks, which is awesome. Um, even outside, you know, I appreciate that even going outside. So, so it's getting a little, so, so some people are, are, are living life as much as they want to out there and, and you're getting that option. Are you surprised that real estate is so hot right now, considering what we, what we've been going through? You know, when, when everything hit and, and we were forced to stay at home, I was terrified that I was going to be sitting at home twiddling my thumbs. Mm-hmm out of my mind slow um, and it never stopped in fact it got crazier once that happened and and, and it just continues to go up um, you know the market is nuts there are buyers out interest rates are under three every single house pretty much if it's priced to sell it's in multiples day one on the market 
um, things are just, just nuts. And I know it's like that pretty much anywhere. I mean, all my NAR friends have kind of told me the same thing, that all the markets are crazy. But even back in, when was that, March, when things started happening, we, um, we actually got busier as a team when it happened than even before. So it's yeah. been Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that is that a lot of people have said that a lot of people have said that since this hit the I mean, I thought for sure it was going to be a bigger slowdown in mm-hmm. January and February. Pat and I were on here talking about you know, maybe coronavirus was going to hit the US and maybe it was going to crash real estate. That was before anything got crazy. And then in March, when we did get shut down. I was like, hey, I had some real estate stuff I needed to sell. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just going to put it on the market now. I'm going to drop the price. I was worried that maybe it wouldn't sell during this. Now maybe people are getting more used to it. The people are, they're in their houses more than they've ever been. And like you said, rates are low. I think there's, I think there's less buyers out there just because of some people on unemployment and staying home. But I think what, we, what we're seeing in Texas is the buyers that are out there are very serious. You know, they're very qualified and the sellers that want to sell are very serious. Would you, is that kind of in line with what you're seeing up there? Yeah, um, I will say the number of buyers that we're seeing, at least for me and my team, is, is very high. Okay. Um, it, it is crazy. And the inventory has grown a little bit, I think, because a lot of sellers are seeing how crazy the market is. And they're like, well, if I'm going to consider selling, now's the time. You know, they're getting um, price points that they might not have ever thought they could ever get. And, and a lot of these houses are appraising. It's not like they're driving the price up and then we're running into appraisal issues where, where we can't get them appraised. But currently we're working with a lot of buyers. So it's That's awesome. interesting to see. Yeah. I, yeah, I would have never guessed the market was going to be this strong during this time. The, uh, like I said, back in March, I was, I was very worried and have been happily surprised with everything. Any, anything that we try to sell, sells, and uh, we've been pretty lucky. So do you do mostly buyers, mostly sellers? We're kind of a, a good mix of both. Both buyers and sellers, my agents, they can work both if they want, one or the other. I don't have designated one, designated the other. Um, but we do a pretty healthy mix of buyers and sellers. A lot of our clients are both buyers and sellers. Um, so we work with them on, on both sides. We have a good mix of both. Rockstar Nation, this is Aaron Muchastegi. Hey, I hate to interrupt the current podcast that you're listening to, but I am so excited to share this with you. I just finished interviewing the original host of this podcast, my good friend, Pat Hyben. Now, I got to talk to Pat about how he started his real estate career and a whole bunch of tips and tactics that he used to be successful. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check out State of the Market number 49. On there, I get to talk to Pat about all those different things. You know, and in there too, he talked a lot about his six steps for seven figures book and training program that he built over the last couple of years. And I realized I haven't done a good enough job of reminding all of you lately about all of the resources that we've built for you out there. So if you want to check out Pat's course, we've got like a three minute summary video when you go to it. It includes so many easy to follow tips that you can follow on it like a day to day basis. You can email reminders, all sorts of different things that come with that course. You find that you go to rebusuniversity.com, R-E-B-U-S, rebusuniversity.com. Look at courses. You can find the six steps for seven figures book. And really, there's a whole bunch of other courses in there too. Our normal prices used to be $1,500 or $2,000 a course. These are real deal professional courses. But now uh, during quarantine, a lot of them are priced down like 90 bucks, 95 bucks. So we've slashed the prices because we know right now is a time for everybody to be focusing on growth and education, especially while they're feeling like they don't have as much to do. And if you go in there and you figure like, like there's a lot of different courses you want, Maybe you don't want to buy the a la carte. You can go to futureofrealestatetraining.com and you can get access to all of our different courses for 97 bucks a month. I think there's a discount on there if you go a year or there's even like a lifetime option that you can pay. You get access to every course we ever put on Rebus University. 
for as long as we have it. So go check out those options, Rebus University or futureofrealestatetraining.com. All right, back to your podcast. Sorry for the interruption. What's your, so what's your team look like? So I do have a small team. I just hired my, my second agent. Um, and then I have an admin as well. And like I said, they can do whatever it is that they want. You know, if they want to just work buyers, if they want to just work sellers, they can do both. But uh, it's, uh, it's fun. You know, it's been a little bit crazy when you start a team, you kind of don't know what you're getting yourself into. And you don't know what you're looking for when you're hiring or who the right person to hire is. Um, you know, I started my team back in 2017, right after I think the last time I did the interview on real estate rockstars and I hired out of complete desperation. I was so busy. I just needed an extra set of hands. You know, I didn't want to sacrifice my customer service to be able to juggle too many clients at one time. So I hired an agent. It was a, a total bust. <laughs> I, I didn't really get to know him. It just wasn't a good fit. Uh, and he ended up telling me like, look, real estate is just not, not for me. So he ended up just doing something completely different, you know, and it's been um, interesting kind of getting to know the right agents, making sure that they have the right expectations from the get go, you know, and making sure that we're a, a good buy. But I, you know, the team is, is great right now. We were killing it this year. I'm really excited. So. Yeah. So, so what did you, so you, so you were super, super busy. You got on the podcast last time, the, you know, you got to hire somebody and then it didn't work out. What did you learn with that first hire? Was there anything afterward that you said, Oh, I should have done this different. Or if somebody's about to make their first hire, any advice you'd give them? Yeah. You know, I really didn't get to know this person. He was already licensed, which was kind of nice for me because it took a little bit of the burden off of like training from the ground up. Okay. Um, you know, so that was kind of nice, but, um, we just had very different personalities, um, and I, not every agent I hire has to be, a, you know, just like me. I, I don't want them to necessarily be, but I, you know, I, I, every agent that I hire, my name is attached to them. And some of the communications and things that were happening, I didn't want my name on them, you know? And so it just, it wasn't gonna, a good fit for that reason. I kind of felt like some of the expectations this per person had just weren't realistic. I think a lot of new agents, when they get in the business, you know, they might have some unrealistic expectations. And, uh, you know, you have to know your first year, it's, it's hard. There's like an 80% failure rate of first year agents in this business. And I, a lot of it is just because they don't know realistically what the first year looks like. There's a lot of stress, you know, where that business is going to come from. And on my team, I, I do give out business. I do give out leads, but I expect you to also bring some to the table. And I think there was also a little bit of misunderstanding on that, that side of expectations expectations too. So, you know, if you're a new team leader or someone maybe didn't have a good first hire and trying to figure out next, um, I would recommend really getting to know the person. I also just started implementing doing the disc test for mm -hmm. anyone to see if our personalities are a good match. Um, that's also a great way to kind of vet who, who might be a good fit for you. Yeah. So the, do you use like the Tony Robbins website for the disc assessment or do you have a, a customized one that you use? No, just the general, the Tony Robbins is, I've, I, I, there's a ton of them, I think. Um, yeah. A colleague just sent one that worked well for them. So I kind of use that one, but um, I know there's a, a ton of different ones you can use. Yeah. I think the, the disc assessment training, if, if listeners, if you guys haven't done that before, it's, you know, you know the applicant takes a, like a personality test. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things ahead of time is before you hire, you say the person that would be great at this is 
would have this sort of a personality, this sort of a personality, and this sort of personality. So you kind of look you, ahead of time, you imagine the perfect person, and then you do this test, and it com- comes back, and it says, like, hey, this is, a, this is how they act in this part of their personality. They're, they're very social, or they're not. You know, they like to operate by themselves, or they like to operate within a set of rules. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that stuff has really changed. I've only learned that the last couple of years, and it really changed the way. I hired hundreds of people before I ever knew there was analysis tests like that, and man, that would have saved me a lot of heartache before. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's totally good advice. So you got on the show in 2017. The you know, and at that time it was just probably just because you were you know you were growing you know so quickly in real estate. The and then so tell me right when we got on, you said that our timing was super funny. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, so when you guys reached back out to me for this interview, I uh, you know I I filled everything in and, and got it scheduled, and then it was within the last maybe week and a half. I got a phone call from a buyer who said he had listened to this podcast I'd done back in 2017 and wanted to work with me and, and buy a house. And, and this morning I got him under contract for a $450,000 house here. The, <laughs> the timing of that is so amazing to me. The, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's always super exciting when, because you don't usually get a buyer lead from a podcast, right? Like right now we're trying to help agents. You get lots of agents that reach out, lots of people that want to join teams and help each other and things like that. Like that but we don't get very many people that are like buyers because of it so just the fact that you got him under contract today is is uh super funny it is yeah it was really funny i was like well this is a some kind of sign of some sort yeah it was it was meant to be so you said you guys right. are crushing 2020 how many transactions have you done so far what are you going to hit this year so our our projected volume to hit would be between 14 and 15 million this year so how many houses is that what's your average sales price up in, in cleveland you know, it's really interesting that you asked that because the average sales price here in our market is anywhere between like 175 and low twos. Um, my team's average this year will be close to 300,000. So we've been, well, now we're not doing less transactions. Now we're just swamped. Now you're just doing everything. You're doing more transactions and higher volume. We're doing everything, yeah. But um, a majority of our, our clients right now are on the higher end of, of price points. You know, the sweet spot right now, 250 to 350, but I have a lot of buyers that are kind of on the luxury end of the Cleveland market, um, which is for us really mid fours and up. So it's, it's been kind of cool seeing, you know, not only the business grow, but the average price point. And it doesn't mean that we're not working with, you know, other price points. I, I mean, we have clients in, in every price point, but it's been interesting especially with everything going on, most, I would say 75% of our clients are over 250,000, which is on the high side for the Cleveland market. So it's been kind of interesting seeing all of this stuff happen, especially during this global pandemic. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, I guess that could be like the move up, right? People are like, oh, if I'm going to spend so much time in my house, it better be super nice. Whereas before people were only there at night to sleep in and now they're like, oh, if I'm living most of my life there, I need to improve. I mean, that's, I think that's a suspicion that I have that, that can maybe just come from conversations with things. Are you guys doing anything in particular though? I mean, one of my guests, I just, I just got finished interviewing. She said they're intentionally targeting higher price point leads and higher price point houses. Have you done anything different or is it just been, you've been doing the same thing and people have naturally, you know, upped their price? Same, same thing. I mean, nothing with our marketing has changed. Um, a majority of my clients right now are referrals. Almost all of them actually um, are either referrals from my NAR friends. I, I was just looking at my numbers the other day and probably within the past, let's see, it's July, since maybe April, eight of my 30 under 30 colleagues in all different classes have referred me business. 
That's who I was just going to, I was going to ask, like, how do you get other members of NAR to, to refer you? So the, so is it just from the little things like that? Like you get to meet all the other people in the 30 under 30 and, and you start helping each other out. Oh, there's my little office assistant. That <laughs> is <find> awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we met all together last year in Charleston. There's a 30 under 30 retreat every year. This year, obviously we're not having one. We have a face, a closed Facebook group. And then I have NAR friends everywhere just from being in leadership through YPN and everything like that. So they are a a chunk of my business and the rest of it pretty much comes from social media. But I've, I've gotten so many referrals from them lately and they just happen to be really solid price points, you know, and then like recently in the past, maybe week, I've just gotten the most random phone calls from people, uh, you know, looking to buy like this one from the, from the podcast and, and they've all been great price points. So it just kind of happened that way. We, we don't target, you know, one way versus the other. We want to work with everybody. It just kind of happened that way. I, I don't know exactly why, but. <laughs> well, what a, what a cool kind of surprise as you've been doing the work and then not only are you getting more volume, but people are, are increasing what they're looking at, especially that and that's the top end of the, of the market. I've, I've bought and sold a couple houses near Cleveland and, and those, those price points now you're at are, are definitely at the top of the market. So how did, so have you been involved in, so if somebody wanted to get involved, right? Like they want to get more involved with NAR, have chances for referrals. You said your two different ways you get it is from referrals of people you met through that. And then also through social media and we'll get into social media next. But if somebody was like, wow, I'm not getting any referrals, um, but I really want to get involved. What are some steps you would tell them to go get involved, to go meet people, to have a chance to be able to help each other out like that? Yeah, I, this is, this is what I love talking about is really getting involved. And, and you know, it's, it's not so much getting involved to get the referrals. That's a huge bonus from being involved. You know, getting involved is really to give back to our industry and have a voice. Um, and so that's something that I, I'm really passionate about. You know, what I tell people is that it starts usually on a local level. So every realtor is associated with a local association minus the Lake and Geauga Area Association of Realtors. Um, I've been involved basically since the end of my first year in the business. I'm really excited. I was just voted to be president-elect of the association next year, so I'll be president in 2022. You know, what I tell people is just, you know, learn more about it and just go to, you know, the events like our YPN, which is the Young Professional Network, best place, in my opinion, to start getting involved. Um, It's a great place to grow. You know, we help each other out. We network, we evolve. I just wrote a blog for NAR about this last week, actually, about, you know, how YPN helped me go from, you know, absolutely knowing nothing about the industry, nothing about real estate in general, to now being in leadership on a national level and a 30 under 30 and a, you know, realtor of the year of my association this year. And so it's not so much about the referrals. That's just a huge bonus from being involved, but it's really important to have a voice in our industry. You know, we are able as realtors to change the law to make it better for our clients for, you know, to protect their private property rights, and then also to protect us as realtors. And someone has to do that. And so it's really important to step up, Um, you know, leadership on a local state and national level has really put me where I am today for so many levels, you know, my business included, my numbers are included in that. So just go, you know, get involved, go to a YPN event, go to a meeting. It's really just about taking that, that step and, and getting to know more people. And then it'll kind of evolve from there. Yeah. So start local, join the, you know, the local association, then, and then don't just sign up, go to the meetings, you know, and then through that, there'll be more events and more things. And then, you know, the international meetings, when we're allowed to have international meetings again, and the, I mean, that's where it's the most fun too. When you get to start, when you get to start like masterminding and working with people in other parts of the country, I mean, 
that's when ideas really, really get to be inspired and people really up their game because there's, it's amazing. You know, the wider you cast that net of people you're talking to, just the, the different levels that you get to improve. So it is, it's, it's, it's crazy. The first time I ever traveled for NAR, I went to Chicago and some of the conversations I was having with some of the people who are now my best friends, you know, kind of blew my mind the things that they were sharing about their businesses and they shared their team structure with me and they were so kind to share anything I possibly could want. So yeah, I mean, that's the one bummer about this year is that, you know, the national stuff and travel won't happen, unfortunately, but it doesn't mean you can't start getting involved now. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars listeners. I'm sorry to interrupt again, but I want to do a quick commercial break, but this commercial break is different. This is stuff that I think you need, and this is me talking to you about some of the stuff that we had. So, you know, recently we had a lot of people reach out to us and say, hey, why don't you do a real estate mastermind? Why don't you do something where a lot of the listeners can get together and do some Zoom calls and ask each other questions and really just try to brainstorm and work together? I mean, there's a million masterminds out there. I don't know if this is something that we really want to do or not, or if we do, if we're going to limit it to maybe 20 or 30 people. We're just trying to figure out if any of you guys are interested. So if you have any interest at all in joining a mastermind with real estate agents around the country that are part of the Real Estate Rockstars Network, go to hybendigital.com forward slash mastermind and just join the wait list. It's just a really a formal, it's just an interest list for us to see, is this something we want to be doing? So that's, that's number one. Number two, you go to hybendigital.com forward slash foreclosures. We have a two day thing that we just finished recording. Now it's also inside Rebus University. And so you can go to Rebus University and look at it. If you're already a member of Rebus, I mean, a lot of you guys are in the, you know, the monthly fee where you get access to everything. So we have a new course in there, 17 hours of content on how to buy foreclosures on how to find deals on how to you know do title you know go to auction also turn that into clients for your real estate agents how you can turn somebody that's in default behind on their mortgages into a client so go you know check out that course especially for you know you can you can buy the course now but again most of you guys already subscribed to all that i just wanted you to know there's another 17 hours of content great great content that i just recorded on there uh, that all of you guys have access to now at rebus university and then finally we have software that we talk about on and off it's called Padhawk, and in Padhawk, you can use that to go find leads. What you know, so everyone is really, really busy right now, and we're so, so busy. People are selling, and they're saying there isn't enough product on the market, right? So they're, they're they can't find houses. Well, Padhawk will help you find houses before they're listed. It helps you find owners that should be listing their properties or people that might want to get there. I recorded a quick video. It's like six or seven minutes long for you guys to look at, real estate agent specific on what how you can use the software in order to do it. So let's go to hybendigital.com forward slash leads. Again, there's a video in there. I talk about how you can use the software to do it. Check it out. If it's something that you like, you may want to sign up for it. 99 bucks a month, but nationwide, any city out there, and it is a great way to find houses. So right now, people are saying there's lots of buyers, but we can't find enough houses. Well, maybe you can use this software. You'll find something that hasn't listed yet and make them an offer on their house. All right, back to your regular scheduled program. Thank you for letting me interrupt you with that break. So tell us about social media. So that's your, so, so part of it is networking. And really that was, you went into that with the best intentions of just to go get involved in network. And that has happened. I guess that's really just in, increased your sphere. Like people talk about their, their sphere of influence and your sphere of influence is now just a bunch of real estate agents. Cause that's who you hang out with and who your best friends are. 
how do you grow social media and what sort of, you know, what sort of ways have you done that? Uh, I, I mean, I, I've seen you, you have, I, I followed you on Instagram today to try to see some of the content that you have out there. What are some of the secrets you want to share with people? Yeah. You know, for me, it was kind of a trial and error to be completely honest. I didn't start the Instagram account with any intention of having it, you know, remotely what it is today. It really was just started as a, as a hobby. You know, I love real estate. I also love photography. So I, I started it at the end of my first year in the business just to share my love of real estate. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of just started growing from there. Um, you know, I started following pretty much everybody that I knew, all the local businesses here in Cleveland, you know, my clients, the clients that I'd had thus far, you know, and really just started sharing content regularly. And, and when I say regularly, I mean daily, just letting people into my life, letting them allow, you know, them to know who I am as a realtor and as just a person. Um, and so once I started realizing that that was actually allowing my name to grow, I, I started doing that more purposely and making it a, a daily habit. And from then, it, you know, it just kind of, kind of blew up to be honest. Yeah. Um, and it's really become a main source of business for me. Uh, last year at the beginning of the year, I launched a speaking consulting business, already seminars and consulting. So I uh, travel, well, not, I don't travel right now, but uh, you know, on a regular day, I travel around the country to help other realtors grow their businesses through social media and also do one-on-one -on -one consulting with them. Um, and that's all obviously stem from, from Instagram, you know, relationships with builders, developers, meeting agents on my team from Instagram. It's, it's really just getting on there, being consistent with it and really sharing content that is going to draw people in. The one fail I see a lot of realtors do is that they think that they need to just share everything real estate and just house. I just sold this house. I just got it under contract. Then I went to this inspection Then I listed this house and you never know anything about them personally. And, and I think that they really miss the boat because when you're behind a screen, you know, if I see you, I know you're a realtor, I expect you'd be selling houses, but I don't know anything about you personally to where I would be inclined to reach out to you and trust you to be my, you know, real estate resource. And so I think that's where a lot of people miss the boat. And so I try to share more personal stuff. You know, anyone that knows me knows I love coffee. I just live for coffee. I always yeah. have it with me. So I, you know, I share a lot of that because people, you know, can relate to it. And they know me as the, you know, the Cleveland realtor, if you will, who loves her coffee. Um, so those are just some of the, the tidbits that I've kind of played with and realized since I've had the account um, that have really helped my business. Yeah, the, I've, I mean, I've heard from several people that consistency is the biggest thing. So for listeners out there that, that, that are trying, I mean, it really is. I, I mean, I, I've seen people say, no, it's just every day. It's every day at something. And if it's not real estate, you know, today it could be just like you said, your personal stuff, you know, your personality. Because your brand as a real estate agent is really who you are. And it's funny talking about who you are as a brand, but your brand is is Rebecca. So it's going to be the things that you do for fun, the things you do as an agent, the places you travel, you know, your your pet dog, like everything, right? <laughs> yeah. The, you know, so the being able to share every day, I think people get intimidated with the idea of going, I don't have anything important to share today. So then they wait and then they, they wait a week or two and, and they just can't get any headway with it. So when you go, to, when you go teach those classes, so right. So you said you had a consulting company now is the consulting company just social media that, that you're helping people with or what is the. Yeah. So when I, whether I'm either speaking in front of a crowd or just doing one-on-one -on -one consulting, a majority of the time for the consulting and for the speaking, they reach out to me for, you know, social media, specifically Instagram. Um, I have helped agents 
especially with the one-on-ones, just start their business, even if it's not just to enhance their social media presence. Um, I've had new agents reach out to me and say, you know, I, I just need help getting off the ground. Can you just help me start? You know, maybe they're a solo agent. Maybe their broker isn't really giving them the guidance that they need, or maybe they just don't know where to go. And so I've had a, a lot of people reach out to me for that. But a majority of them maybe are either not on social media and want to be on social media to build their business. I had a huge producer here. Um, she lives about an hour and a half away from me. She's like a $50 million team here. Reach out to me and say, hey, I want to also build my business on social media. Can you help me? Even though she is killing it everywhere else, um, you know, she wanted that social media presence to even add more to her business. And so um, it's really a mix of just those types of things. I've also helped people, you know, get involved on the, on the industry side of things, like I said, and, and that sort of thing. But it's, it's mostly social media, you know, either starting or building some kind of presence. The one-on-one stuff is, it's, it's kind of funny. You're so busy actually doing deals and transactions. It's kind of a surprise to me that you're going to help, that you'll help people with that other stuff too. It's just because you love, love doing it. I do. You know, I, um, I remember my first year and I apologize if she starts snoring loud. <laughs> no, that's so funny. So the, for people on the podcast, the Re- Rebecca's dog came on and crawled on the couch behind her. Yeah, my dog is in the back. <laughs> yeah, and she was snoring just a little bit. I heard a couple, a couple snores in there. Don't worry. Okay. I <laughs> Working from home. We got to love it. Yeah. You know, I remember my first year, I, I had a great first year. I was working the year at my company. Um, it, you know, it was, it was fun. It was successful, but it's scary and it's challenging. And, and, you know, the best way to learn this industry is to have guidance from somebody else, whether it's a team leader, it's a broker, it's a mentor, you know, um, and I, I remember how inspired I was by my broker. And now um, knowing so many incredible NAR friends who are in leadership, you know, really, really high up through NAR who've inspired me. I love just giving that back to people. You know, it's funny too, because I went to college to be a high school math teacher. So I, I originally wanted to go into teaching and I still love math to this day. You know, even though that didn't work out for me, it's kind of funny how it kind of came full circle because now I teach about real estate and I just, I love it, you know, and, and some people ask me, especially if I help people in my market, like, Oh, why would you want to help your competitor? And I feel like, you know, there's enough to go. There's enough business to go around. If you're a hustler, if you're a go-getter, you're not going to be threatened by helping somebody else. And I've gotten a lot from helping those other people. So I just, I genuinely love it. My plate is very full. I am busy all of the time between, you know, teaching and coaching and working and selling and managing my team and then industry stuff. But I love it. So (laughs) I'm okay with it. (laughs) Yeah. The, so how did you, so you wanted to be a teacher early on. And then, you know, you transition to real estate and now you actually you know, get to teach it, which is pretty cool the way that things work full circle. How did you, what made you change from, from wanting to be a teacher to wanting to become a real estate agent? Yeah. So uh, I went to college to be a high school math teacher and my senior year of college, I just basically had some kind of panic attack. I went to my academic advisor. I'm like, I can't do this. Um, and so I graduated. I, um, at the time was working as an assistant store manager in retail. I love that job. I've been working there since my sophomore year of college and kind of worked my way up into management. And um, at that point, I knew I wanted to probably be in sales to some capacity, but not retail. You know, it was fun as a job. It wasn't a career path per se for me. So I quit that. I took the first job that I was offered, which was an account manager position for an insurance company. Lasted five months there. Oh, here's another office assistant. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm just surrounded. You got a full animal house over there. I do have a full animal house. Yeah, this is the beauty of working from home. So I lasted five months. I hated it. And then I, I decided to take a little bit of time off to just figure out where I was really supposed to go. And actually... My mom is the one that suggested real estate. We went to lunch one day and I was like, mom, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. She was like, have you ever considered real estate? And I was like, ah, you know, the commission freaked me out. I'd watched my share of HGTV and that was kind of all that I knew about it. I really didn't know, you know, I couldn't tell you the difference between a colonial and a ranch at that point. And so I was able to link up with my now broker and just ask her some questions about the industry and I really connected well with her. I got my license and that was kind of it. It just kind of happened. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, there, there is no industry like real estate. You know, there, there is, it, is, it is so unique that people can go with a, you know, a high school degree and go become an agent. And, be, and whereas commissions do scare a lot of people, you know, because there's, there's a lot of commission type businesses out there, you know, in, in sales and the you know, and I could see why that gets to, at first that gets to be something people are scared of, like, how am I going to survive? But really when they realize there's no ceiling, you know, most jobs or careers, there's kind of a ceiling. Here's your salary and you might get a bonus or you might get this, but it's going to be within 10, 15, 20% of where you start. And real estate, there is no cap to what you can do. And especially with the level of entry, I don't think there's another business like it in the world that you can, that you can start with a low level of education. If you're willing to work hard and get the right mentors, you can you can just crush it. So, so what's next for you up, up in Ohio? The, uh, you know, any, any fun things that you're super excited about? You know, really just focusing on building my team. We're just so busy. Um, I've really kind of just been focused on that. I am working on something really big on the side that I'm hoping to have completed by late fall. I'm not ready to share exactly what that is. For those that probably are going through your head, no, I'm not opening up my own brokerage. I'm very happy where I'm at, <laughs> but um, I am working on something really exciting that I'll, I'll be sharing hopefully by late fall. And, you know, and then just getting really excited for, for my role as president of LAC next year at my association, staying really busy. It's, it's been fun. It's crazy, you know, hoping that everything kind of calms down at some point. I miss traveling so much. I've been speaking a lot, but this is the way I've been, you know, speaking with people. So that, that's been kind of a bummer, but. It is much um, different. I used to, you know, last year flew, you know, the last few years I've flown over a hundred thousand miles. And, and this year I think it was, I've been on a plane twice and it is such a change from going, getting on a plane once a week to not at all anymore. You're like, this is a, a strange, different world. So, well, Rebecca, there was a ton of stuff there that, that you had and the, and congratulations on 30 under 30 again and becoming a president of, of the local chapter. I mean, those are totally some, some things to be able to get excited about. If people want to reach out to you to book you for a Zoom speaking gig or a future speaking gig or, you know, to learn any about, any about that stuff, how should they find you? Yeah. So um, most people reach out to me on Instagram, yeah. <laughs> where I am. Um, my Instagram handle is RebeccaDonatelli.Realtor. And then on my Instagram page, if you click the, the contact, you can either call or text me or email me directly. If you don't go on there, my email is RebeccaDonatelli at MCDHomes.com. Awesome. Well, Rebecca, thanks for coming on. And you know what? When, in a few months, when you're ready to make that big announcement, let us know. We'll, hopefully, we can help share the word for you. So I you thank you. Thanks for coming on again. And congratulations on getting into contract today from a client that you met <laughs> uh, from Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Rockstar Nation, thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Listen, I need a favor. If you find 
this free content helpful? If you find our downloadable items from each guest helpful, please, I need you to pull out your pointing finger, yes, the one finger that points at people, and hit subscribe. Yes, subscribe. The more subscribers we get, the better we look in the ratings, and the easier it is to get guests like Robert Kiyosaki, Barbara Corcoran, all the players that are on the million-dollar listing in the different cities. All that stuff makes it easier the more subscribers we get, so please subscribe. And listen, there's a lot of places you can leave comments. There's a lot of places you can like. We're on Facebook. We have an Instagram page. Instagram page is I am Pat Hyben. The Facebook is Real Estate Rockstars Radio. Feel free to leave us comments there. The most popular form of commenting seems to happen on YouTube. Yes, for whatever reason, it's a very open environment. So just go to YouTube and go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio and leave us comments there. Some of them we will read on the show. And we love your feedback. So thanks, guys, and I hope you are having a great day. Oh, and also, listen, if you're going to subscribe and you haven't already left us a, a review on iTunes, please do that, too. Have a great day, and thanks so much, Rockstar Nation. I really appreciate you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.